Hi, hello everybody. Um, today we're going to be talking about how to grow your chest muscles. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an area on my body where I've struggled a lot on how to grow my chest. It's a very hard thing to grow when you are doing it wrong. Um, it also can be very challenging when you are doing it right. You're just not targeting correctly, and it's it's hard to target if you're not used to building a mind muscle connection with your body um and just it just takes years to grow but here's here's some things that i've learned to help me grow my chest and um hopefully it'll help you in your training um and so you can start building up your chest so let's just talk about the, the anatomy of the chest right there's four muscles in the chest they are your pectoral major your pectoral minor, your serratus anterior, which isn't really part of your chest, it's right under your chest, and then your subclavius. I hope I said that right. But we're going to be focusing on the two major muscles of the chest, which are your pectoral major and your pectoral minor. Your, how you know what your pectoral major is, is it's basically the upper part of your chest that is connected to your collarbone. And it goes all the way down to, like, say, your nipple area. And there's a midline of your body's midline, which is your your nipple area, where it goes from one nipple to the other nipple and around your body. That's the midline. And then under your nipple area, which is the under boob part that I like to call, that is the pectoral minor. And those are the two muscles that really make up the whole entire chest. And there's ways to grow your chest and hit those two major muscles which is what we really want to do but the only way to hit those muscles is if you have proper technique and form because without proper technique and form you will be doing chest exercises but you won't actually be hitting those chest muscles or targeting your chest muscles at all because you'll be using what we call secondary muscles for your exercises or your your lifting and secondary muscles what that means is that your secondary muscles are compensating for the muscle group that you're trying to hit so for instance for chest right we talked about there's four there's four muscles of the chest there's two mate like two important ones outside of those two major muscles you have the secondary muscles which incorporate your shoulders your lat and your tricep those are three muscles that are considered secondary muscles when it comes to your your chest exercises and proper form for hitting chest is it minimizes the engagement of those secondary muscles and it puts all the focus on those on the major chest muscles that you're trying to engage and when you need you need form because you will start to build these muscle imbalances that you don't want or you think you're hitting chest when you're trying to target your chest but you're actually hitting your shoulders um and what that means is that like all the weight is being bared on your shoulders when it should be on your chest muscles and you should be engaging your chest muscles but 
aside from secondary muscles, before we get more deep down into how you build your chest, the first thing that you need to start off with is properly stretching your chest. You need to get proper blood flow into any muscle that you're going to be working out. And for your chest, you want to get proper blood flow into your chest and into your secondary muscles because those are going to be the muscles that stabilize the weight, help you move the weight up, help you with any pressing movement. You need to be warming up those muscles. And the one thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration when it comes to warming up is you need your shoulders. Is The shoulders are one of the most common injuries when it comes to any pressing movement because you just you you lack the proper stretching necessary to do pressing movements and one of the things that i i never took into consideration was my rotator cuff and what your rotator cuff is it's it's the it's the little it's it's inside your it's inside your shoulder and what that does is it helps you your range of moment your range of motion from pressing upwards to moving your shoulder or your arm outwards, backwards, going in a full circle. That's like your rotator cuff is doing all that. It's doing any pressing movement forward, any pressing pressing movement to the side, moving your arm backwards, your arm wherever. It's it's all on your rotator cuff. So you need to work and and warm up your rotator cuff because common injuries are with your rotator cuff. And it's just, it comes strictly down to you're just not warming it up properly. So what happened with me was, like I said before, I, I used to bench for hours and I never warmed up. And one day I just, I just went straight into training. Didn't even warm up at all. Sorry, I was drinking a cup of coffee. So I went straight into training. I didn't didn't warm up at all, and since we were doing, I've talked about this before. We do like so many reps on bench for hours and hours and hours that I and and since my form and technique were so bad that I was putting so much pressure on my shoulder because, like I said before, I, I was lifting, I was doing bench press with like a flat back, and and I wasn't engaging my shoulders, and I wasn't arching my back, and making sure the the weight bearing load was was on my sitting on my chest but instead it was sitting on my shoulder and at one point in the lift when i was young i went to go press upwards and i heard a pop in it and it was it it didn't hurt up until i i got up and i tried to like stretch and i try to move my hands over my head and it wouldn't move up it, I, it was just i couldn't do anything any range of motion that I had on my right arm was just gone because I, I strained my rotator cuff and I didn't realize it because when you're young and, and you or you just lack knowledge of, of properly stretching before you do anything, you're going to be susceptible to injuries. So you just want to think about that and you want to fully properly warm up and stretch because you're in it to win it. You're not in there to just go all crazy without warming up because that's how you get injured and then when you get injured then you you waste so much more time recovering when you could be training and and you just like there's just ways to 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 avoid all these little hiccups when it comes to training when it's just something as simple as taking 10 minutes out of your day to stretch before just going straight into a hard workout 
So just just properly stretch, properly get blood flowing in the muscles. Make sure you take care of your shoulders. Make sure you take care of your rotator t- rotator cuff because that's one of the main injuries that people suffer is from rotator cuff injuries because they don't they don't realize that they're putting so much pressure on and stress on their shoulders. So aside from warming up, there's a couple exercises that I personally like to do that help increase the muscle mass of my chest, engage the chest, and not only increase the muscle mass but the 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 entire muscle density of the of the actual chest because that's that's essentially why you work out right you work out to make your to break your muscles down tear them down they recover they get bigger they come back stronger they are able to go longer your longevity goes better there becomes better and all that stuff that's why we train right so these are the exercises and the type of training styles that you should incorporate in your training to grow your chest. And this is, this goes for all male and female. Because even females can can grow their chest. You don't want it to get like... Some some people, males too, they don't want to get too jacked, you know. But you just these, these exercises will help you just build a better, stronger body. So one of the, one of the main things that you're going to be doing for any pressing movement with chest is bench press. Now there's multiple variations to the bench press. There's multiple variations to the press in general. And there's also different variations of every exercise when it comes to just any hitting anything in the weight in the weight room. But for bench press, we've already talked about bench press. We talk about bench press all the time. Bench press is very crucial to growing a stronger and more muscle mass for the chest. Why? It's because the bench press, whether it's, there's, there's three different variations of the bench press. It's either incline, flat bench, or decline. Incline is you're at a 45 degree angle or a 60 degree angle, even a 35 degree angle, and you're pressing upwards, like you're pressing up into the roof. So you're pushing the weight away from you and upwards. So it's kind of like if you imagine pushing pressing into a J, right? So you're pressing upwards into a J and you're engaging your upper your upper chest, which is the muscle that sits on your clavicle and goes downwards to your nipple. Flat bench is just flat bench. You're working the whole entire muscle itself because you're pressing with just your chest. Decline is you are at a decline so you're sitting you're laying downwards at an angle it could be and you're past 180 degrees you're like at like i don't know my math is bad like 200 degree angle something i don't know i don't know all i know is that you're sitting at a, at a decline and you're pressing under yourself so you're pressing under your under your your midline and you're pressing upwards and away from your body, and you're engaging your lower, your under boob, which is incline. So you can either do bench press, incline, decline, or flat bench with barbell or dumbbell. Now the main difference between barbell and dumbbell is barbell is a lot easier. And the reason why barbell is easier is because you if you have any type of muscle imbalances 
the barbell will allow you to compensate to whichever side you favor. And you can you can actually like if you were to cord yourself hitting flat bench, incline, decline, and you were to cord yourself at a at like a front angle or a or an angle behind you, you can actually see which side goes up faster than the other side. So what I mean is like if if I'm right hand dominant, obviously my right hand is gonna be stronger than my left hand. So any pressing movement that I do and my right hand will go up faster than my left hand because the muscle imbalances on my left hand are worse than the muscles on my right hand. And you can see that. And you can you can work towards fixing muscle imbalances. You just have to really think about mind-muscle connection. And I'm going to be talking about mind-muscle connection a lot. And what that means is that you have to think in your mind what you want your body to do. So if I'm thinking about pressing with my chest... I'm going to be telling my body, hey, press with your chest. And you have to really focus and think about pressing with your chest. Because if you kind of just like work out and you're hitting exercises and you're not really like present, you're not thinking about it, you're kind of just zoning out and doing whatever, then you have your secondary muscles kick in. And then it, it goes from it goes from just being a chest exercise to being an exercise where it incorporates your shoulders your triceps and your lats, which are, which is, that's not the, that's not what you want. That's not the point of hitting a chest exercise, right? That's like doing a full body exercise. At that point, that's like a full upper body exercise. So there's, with a barbell, you can compensate and then you can build muscle imbalances, but you have to really train yourself to make both your hands go up at the same time to stop yourself from compensating to one side. And that's where a lot of people like dumbbells. Dumbbells is an isolation movement where it isolates one extremity or one arm to do one thing and the other arm to do its own thing. So they can't play off of each other. They can't feed off of each other. You can't feed off of your strengths and weaknesses on dumbbells because that's it. Like your arm is by itself and your other arm is by itself, and it's up to you to press it together. And that's how you fix muscle imbalances is by hanging dumbbells. But dumbbells is really hard, and it's way more, way more challenging than barbell because dumbbells f- force you to make sure that all your secondary muscles are, are up to speed with what you're trying to do. So here's an example that's happened to me before. So I'm going to be talking about secondary muscles a lot. And one of your major secondary muscles is your shoulders when it comes to chest movements because you're pressing and a lot of your weight is going to be sitting on your shoulders. But you don't want to be pressing with your shoulders. You want to be pressing with your chest. It's really hard to explain, but that's basically the gist of, of secondary muscles. But with the, so for me, what happened was that when I was hitting chest and my chest was progressing, but my shoulders were lacking in strength, I would start to notice my shoulders would give out. And what that basically means is that my chest can press the movement, but my shoulders can't bear the load to press the movement with my chest. So what would happen was that as I was pressing with my sh- with my chest. And as the bar would move up, my shoulders would give out and I'd completely lose all my strength 
And then I would essentially just like start dropping the bar because my shoulders were too worn out and it couldn't withstand the the weight that I was trying to bear because my chest is, was progressing faster than my shoulders. And we're going to be talking about it later, but secondary muscles are very, very, very key. So that's when it comes to bench pressing movements and the different variations for bench press. There's also these things called cable flies. Some people don't like cable flies. I like them strictly for the full stretch that you get and then the contraction at the top of the the lift. So the, the, the contraction at the top of the lift is basically when you, you come down with the dumbbells and you're doing a fly. It's kind of like swimming in a pool, right? You're doing chest, like you're flying, like you're doing, like you're bringing both your arms together and you're bringing both arms out and then both arms together, kind of like swimming, like a, like a butterfly stroke. Like that's the best way to ex explain it. If you ever seen a butterfly stroke, it's kind of like that, but except with weights. So as you, with dumbbells, if you want to, you really want to focus on, on the concentration of cable flies. So at the top part of the movement, is when you bring the dumbbells together. When you bring the dumbbells together, it'll be in front of your face and in front of your chest. So you'll be, you can set to, you could do the standing, you could do it seated, you do it laying, um, and basically you're just bringing the dumbbells in front of you, touching them together. You don't wanna cling the dumbbells together because then it puts all that like, that violent movement puts a lot of pressure on your on your on your elbows. You just want to bring it together, press it together, and literally like smash the dumbbells into each other. And as you do that, that contraction you're getting forces your your chest to to contract and bringing more blood flow into the muscles, which is why a lot of people like cable flies. And what a cable fly is is it's basically just a machine with cables on it. So you can either do that, standing, seated, laying. You can do the exact same thing with dumbbells. Standing, seating, or laying. Now the, the difference between hitting cable flies versus dumbbells is like we talked about before. Dumbbells are considered free weights. Free weights is you're controlling the weight with your own body and gravity. So with the dumbbells is you have to physically control the weight with gravity and stabilizing with your body to move the weight. With cable flies, this cable flies is already on a machine. So you can you don't have to stabilize the the weight at all because the machine already does it for you. The only thing you have to worry about is moving the weight and contracting the the muscle that you're hitting. So like your chest, you want to just focus on moving the weight and contracting it with your chest. But the cool thing about cable flies is that there's always tension on the on the weight itself. Cuz as as the cable's moving you're pulling the weight upwards and as you're pulling the weight upwards and then dropping it back to reset the the exercise, the machine is actually physically pulling the weight back down which is gives you what we call TUT or time under tension. And time under tension is how much time your muscles are withstanding tension. 
So that is the main difference between the cable flies and dumbbell flies. Now another exercise that you incorporate in your training, which really, really, really helps with your chest is dips. So you can either do weighted dips or you could just do your body weight dips. And there's different variations of dips as well. You could do seated dips. Um, there's dip machines. And with the dip machines, you can kind of like manipulate it to benefit you. Because one thing to realize is, not even realize, one thing that you need to know when hitting any muscle group is that you really want to focus on getting a really good stretch. And what that stretch does is it 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 makes the muscle bigger and with that good stretch you're you're breaking down the muscle and allowing more blood flow to come into it. So you never want to do short choppy movements. You always want to get full length movements and and fully engage your muscles so that it'll be you'll be able to grow a bigger and stronger muscle. So I like to do weighted dips on the machine or um, they have like the, the they have like um, little like dip bars off the sides of like machines or like um, strength cages at, at like gyms and stuff like that. You could do you could do uh, weighted dips off of chairs, off of park benches and pretty much anywhere that you're, you can elevate your, your upper body and from your, your lower half and just like dip with your arms. That's, you can, you can do it wherever, honestly. And that's really good for body weight is because it'll, it'll train your body to be able to lift your body weight, which is really good. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to lift you should be able to lift your body weight because you walk with your body. You you just do so many things with your own body weight, and you should you should be able to lift your own self up. Like you should be able to do a pull up, you should be able to do a push up, you should be able to do air squats, you should be able to do all these things because it's your own body. Like it's your weight. You should be able to move your weight no matter what. But if you can't move your own weight, then that's perfectly fine you need to work on it but you can do weighted dips and whatever weight works for you just do those but as you're doing the dips just know that you you're really looking for a good stretch and contraction pretty much with every exercise that you do good stretch and contraction so for chest there's different training styles, and the the training styles that I like to incorporate in my, in my my training is hypertrophy training and strength training. So hypertrophy is high reps and high sets, and what that means is you'll do. Here's an example. So if we're doing bench press. You'll do high set, high rep, low weight. So for bench press, um, we can do like, we'll do like four sets of 12 to 15. 
with like 100 pounds and our rest time will be 60 to 90 seconds. So the whole point of hypertrophy is to build muscle mass, build endurance in your muscles to where they don't fatigue as quickly and fatigue as often. And essentially you're just growing the muscle by doing high volume, low reps, like low rest. And as you do, as you get better at hypertrophy training, you'll notice that like, say like last week, you were only able to do like 100 pounds for, um, I don't know, like three sets for like 10. And then next week, you're able to do like four sets for, for 10 at 100, 105 pounds, like, like little things like that, like you'll notice like your body's changing. And you, you'll notice that like, oh, okay, like my, my body can do this today when it couldn't do that last week. And that all comes down to hypertrophy training. And you can do hypertrophy training for anything and everything. Because the, to incorporate hypertrophy training in your in your programs is really good for building your muscle, building endurance, recovering quicker, not getting fatigued as fast. It's all, all that good stuff that you need to build your muscles. So when it comes to hypertrophy training, I like to do, I like to split between hypertrophy training and strength training. And strength training is, as the word, we all know what the word means, strength. You're training for strength. You're training to build your muscle to get it bigger and stronger and build muscle mass to be able to to lift heavier. And how to do strength training is it's completely opposite from hypertrophy. Strength training, you would do high sets, low reps, longer rest. So here's an example. You would do, say, like three sets of the same weight for five reps, and your rest time is a minute to two minutes. So a lot of people like to say, oh yeah, I just did a three by five. And that's what that, oh, that's what a three by five is. It's three reps or three sets, five reps, and you're taking longer rest periods because you need your body to rest longer so you can recover, so you can continuously lift heavy. So here's a, here's like a scenario of what I, I typically would do for, for strength training, right? So for bench press, I would do 225 which is two plates on each side and i'll do three sets of three which is strength training because you're you're building your strength and then i would take longer rest periods so i can i can keep that same pace going throughout all three of the reps and that's strength training so what i like to do is i like to incorporate both of them into what's called a pyramid into what's called pyramid training so pyramid training is you start off high and then you taper down to finish with strength training. So for bench press, and it goes for dumbbell press, and I do this for dumbbell and barbell, incline, decline. I do this for cables. Or no, I don't do this for cables. I only do this for bench press. 
and dumbbell presses for, like I said, incline, decline, flat bench. And what I would do is I would start off with two warm-up sets. And warm-up sets could be whatever you feel comfortable with. I like starting off with the bar just so I can get some blood flowing in my chest. I can get the movement down. I can get my hips locked into place. I can feel comfortable and get, get used to putting on more wet, more weight. So you do two warm-up sets. And we will just say you can shoot between like 15, 20, 20 reps. Then we go into what's called a working set. And your working set is your first working set of heavy-ish, like moderate to heavy weight that you're comfortable hitting 12 to 15 reps with. So for me, that would be 135. After I hit that, then I, I take my 60 to 90 second rest. Then I do my second working set. My second working set will be 185 on flat bench. And 185 is a 45 and a 25 on each side. Hit that for 10. 60 to 90 second rest. All right. Then I switch gears for my third, fourth, and fifth working set is my strength training sets. Then I would go for 225, which is two plates on each side. 225 or two two forty fives and like a like a five on each side, which is two thirty five, and then I'd finish it with like two. I, I might hit two thirty five again, depending on how how my body feels, if I can go heavy or not, or if I should just stay at that at that at that weight. So for those last three sets, those last three working sets are my strength training sets, where I would do low rep, high recover times one to two minute recover times and that's what we call a pyramid scheme or not a pyramid scheme but pyramid training you start off high you taper down low and then you finish it with that and i do that a lot i do that about one to two times a week because i like to strictly focus on hypertrophy and strength training because after I get the hypertrophy done and, my, and I start to feel a little fatigued, the way I see it is I'm building my muscle and making them stronger when they're already fatigued to push weight and lift heavy when my muscles have already been worked. And then in a sense that after your muscles have already been worked and you're recovering, you will recover better, faster, and stronger by doing hypertrophy and strength training than just hypertrophy training because there's 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 it comes to a certain point where you can just sit there and do the same reps same sets same weight over and over and over again and and like we've talked about before your body will become adapt to what it's doing and then it'll just be like hey i know what you're doing i know what's going to happen this is what we're doing today and then this is then it'll go we're not going to be making any more progress because i already know what to do so i like to incorporate strength and hypertrophy training to just throw my body off and just give it different looks give it different weights give it different feels so it just it, it's always just continuously thinking like what's next what's next what's next so it can't it can never adapt to it it's my job to make sure my body doesn't adapt to it all the time so that i can i can make gains and 
and see progress, which is what we call progressive overloading. So that's that's the kind of training that I do is hypertrophy and strength training. And I'm going to bring it back. Again, you need to stretch. I typically stretch in between. When I'm warming up before my body fully gets warmed up, I'll stretch in between my, my first two, two warm-up sets. You never want to do too many warm-up sets. You only want to do warm-up sets on your first exercise or maybe your second exercise to like before your body starts to get fully warm and loose. And you'll feel your body start to get more warm and loose. You'll you'll start to notice mobility coming. Um, and that's when you want to start backing off of the warm-up sets is when your body starts to get warm and your, your body's basically used to moving around. It has blood flow in all the proper areas and all that stuff. But I, while my body's still warming up, I'll still stretch to make sure that my muscles are loose, my ligaments and tendons are, 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 are ready for the, the workload and the strain that we're going to do. Because the worst thing you want to do is, like I've said before, injure yourself while working, working out or injuring yourself within the first exercise because you didn't properly warm up and exercise or stretch, sorry, not exercise, fairly warm up and exercise. Gee, I just said it again fully warm up and stretch your body jesus so with all that being said we're going to go back to the secondary muscles because your secondary muscles are crucial to your your chest growth and like i said before like when i was working out my chest and my shoulders weren't used to the weight that we were doing, my shoulders would give out before my chest gave out, which is what you don't want to happen. You want to make sure your all your secondary muscles can hold and withstand what you're going to be doing for your major muscles that you're trying to work out. Because you don't want to be held back because right when you get to a certain point in your workout, you just know that your shoulders are going to give out. And it starts to hinder your 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 training and your progress because you can't make progress if your if your muscles are lacking. So that's why it's very important that after that you're not just focusing on on one major muscle group, you're focusing on the other accessory muscles and secondary muscles that will aid your major muscle movements. And it's hard to to balance that out as well, but you need to do it and you need to figure it out because the most progress and strength gains you will see is when your secondary muscles can handle what your major major muscles are trying to put put out. So it's just all these like all these trials and errors that I've gone through. I'm just I'm I'm just blurting them out and and projecting it to make sure that like you guys can can incorporate it in your training and just work smarter and not harder like I had to do. I had to work harder and smarter to get to the point where I'm at now so that I'm not I'm not wasting time like I felt like I was wasting time back then because I wish I I wish I knew what I knew now back then because my training would be so much better. My fun my training's phenomenal now, but I'm just saying like I wish I I went through I didn't have to go through all these trials and errors and tribulations just to fucking figure shit out.
So, the one thing that I want to talk about as well is something that I lack, and it is your stabilize. It's your stabilizing muscle groups, and so for chest, you have two stabilizing muscle groups, which are your lats. And the lats are the muscles in your back. It's like the side muscles that you have that sit behind your rib cage on on the back part of your uh, muscles or the back part of your rib cage. And then you have your you have your core. And you your core is so crucial to everything that you do. You need really good core stabilization to pretty much do everything. If you have a weak core, then just any pressing movement, any pulling movement is going to be hard because you use your abdominal muscles for a lot. And you may not realize it. Like me, I didn't realize that your core, you incorporate your core in so many things. So you always want to never neglect your your core and always do abs and core work. And and you'll see the benefit that it'll give and and some of your some of your your weight training it's pretty wild to see what what kind of what kind of weight you're able to do when your your core is on point like all your power comes from your core and it's very very crucial and so not only is your core but your lats your lats pretty much stabilize any pressing movement because you're going to be lying on your back pressing outwards and as you're pressing outwards when you press outwards you will actually feel your lat come in and push your arm forward so if you were to do it with me when you just sit there and press your arm forward you will feel and if you just put your arms or put your hands like right in your armpit as you press forward you feel this back muscle just like fully pop out and engage and that's your lat muscle so when you're sitting there holding a weight outwards you will feel that your lat is fully engaged and what your lat is there to do is just to hold the weight up and make sure that it doesn't fall on you just like your shoulders your lats are another huge secondary muscle so there's a lot of secondary muscles that you need (laughs) just to do simple pressing it's really crazy to think about now this is the part where a lot of like a lot of how do I say this a lot of impatience comes in because I was very impatient with with how my body was looking. I was impatient with the progress that I just wanted to see instantly and I didn't want to wait years to see. You will actually have to wait months and years to see like weight training progress and it's it's really it's it's so hard to just sit there and wait around but it's worth it and what I'm talking about is just to see the progress in in your your strength training it takes weeks and years to build strength and for your chest to grow you will have to hit chest multiple times a week at least two. If you want to hit it once a week, then that's fine. You better be lifting heavy on those days. But if you're not lifting heavy on those days and you only want to go in once a week, 
practice makes perfect. And if you're not practicing your technique, practicing your form, practicing your 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 like your the amount of weight that you're able to do and you're not practicing your mind muscle connection, you can you can you'll see less progress than if you're to do it multiple times a week. The more you do something, the better you become at it. Like I've told people this before, and people have asked me, like, why is my bench so bad, or why is my chest so small, or how do I grow a better chest? And I tell them, like, how many times are you hitting chest a week? And they'll say, like, oh, once a week, or once every other week, or they'll just say they don't hit it because it's one of their struggling muscle groups. Like, if you're struggling at something, you better start doing it more often to where you're not struggling on it anymore. You know, it doesn't make sense to to just quit doing something because it's hard. If it was if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. But that's the beauty of struggling. Is you need to struggle. Like me, I struggled for years to grow my chest. It took me years. Cuz once you get past that newbie gains, which is like your first 2 to 3 years of lifting, then that's when stuff starts getting harder and that's when you start that's when you really need to start like honing down on your skills and learning proper technique fixing your mind muscle connection really like engaging yourself fully in lifting so that you can actually see all of these 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 this progress that you want and you need to be doing it multiple times a week that was a long rant <laughs> It's really hard to explain things that I can't show you people. I hope that it like sounded well because I was kind of catching myself saying, man, I don't know if this is going to turn out well. <laughs> but thank you for hanging in there and uh, staying with me on that one. I, I really wanted to make this episode because it's, it's, it's really hard to grow your chest. And there's so many things, there's so many technical things that go into lifting that may not seem a lot. But there's really, it's really complex, and it's, it's, it gets down to a science and an art and, and doing these things. And, and I love just talking about it and helping people because for the longest time, I've had a weak chest, and I'm still trying to make it look better. And, and I just want everyone to progress with me, and, and we can make this journey together and all that. So, yeah, so just take it in consideration what I've said. Try some of these exercises that I've talked about. Um and you'll see you'll see progress in your your bench press i promise or just your chest your chest muscles in general just remember proper proper form and technique always stretch before anything mind muscle connection really think about what you're doing and really think about what what muscles you're trying to hit all the exercises your incline decline flat bench dumbbells and barbell presses all the machine works that you can do for for the the extra assistance fixing doing isolation movements to fix your muscle imbalances and then just stretch i'm going to keep saying it stretch and form stretch and form stretch and form stretch and form all right that's it for me you guys we'll catch you in the next one thank you so much See you later. Bye.